Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you. And hello, welcome back everyone to the greatest podcast on the planet, hosted by two lovely boys, myself Dylan, and my man, my best man, Lonnie. How you going? I'm good, Dylan. Happy 50th episode. <gasps> the big 5-0, here we are. Of the main series, of course, which uh, I don't want to count really, are they? <laughs> yeah, we don't count the piddly little guest spots. Joe, Joe-ho, <laughs> forget about it. Come on. But Lonnie, 50 episodes of this, you would think I would know how it works by now, but you're going to have to run me down just so I know for sure. Just as a reminder, Dylan, this Mm. is I Miss You Man. We take turns tanking each other on a journey through life, pop culture, and everything in between. Oftentimes it's movies. Sometimes it is crime, like me. Sometimes it's just having a chat. Sometimes it's even Twin Cities. Who knows where we'll go next? Unpredictable, aren't we? Oh, at least these first 50 were. Oh, my goodness. Didn't know what was happening after time. <laughs> but, Lonnie, I love movies and TV shows. I know you love movies and TV shows. You've been known to dabble now and then, haven't you? Don't lie to me. I often partake in the viewership of films yes often and tv come on <laughs> on occasion yes you'll snake some tv in there sometimes yeah, yeah. you know Lonnie, what could possibly make those experiences better well watching with your best friends is always good talking about it with people you like lame stop right oh, there okay damn it. wrong <laughs> Lonnie, the real way to make these experiences better is to listen to the people who made these things while you're watching the movie. I see what you're getting at. Isn't that amazing? And they comment on it, perhaps. A commentary, (laughs) if you will. Commentary tracks. That's what we're talking about, the lost art of commentary tracks, Lonnie. Yeah, you don't get them often these days, do you? No, no, you don't. And it's, it's sad. It's very sad, Lonnie. Not on. But, Lonnie, do you have a bit of a history with commentary tracks? Where do you stand? I mean, I like them. I don't always listen to them, though. See, my thing, Dylan, is that I've got so many films I want to watch that once I finish one, I want to watch the next one or move on to something else. So I don't always go back and go watch the special features or the audio commentaries, even though I really should. It's just, you know, it's just the tyranny of volume, basically. I've got so much I need to watch. Okay, okay. We have a little bit of a, a personal story with commentary tracks, if you remember. <laughs> how you spent schoolies, a good portion of it anyway, yeah. was drinking crowns and, and watching the, the Batman commentary tracks. I wanted you? to know what Joel Schumacher had to say for himself. <laughs> and he was pretty cool, cool about it, actually. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, from what I know, he's basically apologises the whole time. Is that right? Yeah, as I recall, um, he said... 
yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think he, his idea was that he was like making a movie that was a toy commercial, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he wasn't particularly... Well, invested. Well, you know, people have different ideas of Batman and his was Batman is a fun character who's a bit wild and outrageous, like the you know like the TV show back in the day. And others take a very serious approach, which is what they did next with Chris Nolan. So, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong Batman. There's just lots of different ones, you know. That's true. That's true. But for commentary tracks, Lonnie, they've got a storied history, don't they? Yes. Please, Are you gonna have me through it. Well, I'll take you at least through this fun fact, Lonnie. Okay. The first commentary track was on the 1984 Laserdisc release of King Kong. Really? Of the yeah. original King Kong? Or a... That's right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was done by film historian Ronald Haver. A big Ron. Do, you know, do you know who he is? I did not know Ronald. N- I love his Me name. neither. Okay, shit. Um, and he was just basically like just telling people how it was made and, mm. you know, behind the scenes facts. That's, I would not have said 1994. Eh? That's crazy. I know. It's very early, isn't it? Mm. Isn't it? But commentary tracks I've always loved, personally. Mm-hmm. Even when I was little, Lonnie. Just really? a way, yeah, definitely, mate, definitely. Just a way to get a little more out of the movies you mm, love, mate. Yeah. I, I, before I said I don't listen to them very often, but I have listened to them in the past. I'm not like a total novice here, but no. I, want, I want to get your knowledge, Dylan. What have you listened to? Oh, mate, so many, so many. I'll run you through some ones today that I personally love. Uh, a couple of them are very well known, very famous, and some are even infamous, <laughs> if you can believe it. <laughs> cool. I um, understand you have a few of your own as well. I uh, do. Should you? We can, yeah? we can sp- sprinkle them through if you like. Well, we'll start with one of yours. Why not? Okay. One I remember very clearly is ahead of The Incredibles 2 being released, what, 2017, 2018, a couple of years ago now, um, Sine and I wanted to watch The Incredibles, first one, because it's a classic. Yeah. But we were like, you know, we've seen the first one so many times, maybe we should listen to it. With commentary on, there's a little, you know, different sort of way of experiencing the film. And it was good. It was real good fun. Brad Bird, lots of information and um, lots of inspirations he spoke about. Um, yeah, it was really good, good fun watch. That's good. Is it just Brad Bird or was it a... I think the producer was there as well. Yeah. I don't think any of the actors were. I think it was just the, yes, the behind the scenes creatives in that sense. Yeah, fair enough. Well, Brad Bird was like the heart and soul of the Incredibles, mm. so... You had to get one get. Glad yeah. it was him. I think that is a, a good way of experiencing a commentary if you are like watching the next one in the series or it's one you've seen a bunch of times and you want to get more out of it. That's a good way to experience the film again. Yeah, it'd be especially interesting with the animated movies as well. So do you like talk about the process of animation and stuff like that? Yeah, all the models and where it started from. And, and he wrote it as well, so he goes absolutely with the story, which is really cool. Yeah. And it is a bit different because I think up until that point, the Pixar films have been made by people who've been from in Pixar from the beginning. Yeah. But he sort of came in, not so hired gun, but he came in sort of outside of the, the main, the original guys. So sure. Yeah. They've a different experience coming into an established studio. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm. Did he mention in the commentary how bloody hard it was to get Violet's hair done in animation? I think they did mention that. Yeah. I think he also spoke about a lot of it was inspired by his own life. Mm. Not that he's a superhero, but the idea of, yeah, having to transition his career and his he and his wife to having a chat about who was going to raise the children and stuff and mm. yeah, all, and then that sort of I think that's what makes the Incredibles so good. The first one, at least, it is all about 
being a parent as much as and having a family as, as it is about you defeating the bad guy. So Yeah, mm, definitely, definitely. Fun. Well, that's a good one to start off with, mate. One of my favourites that I've always liked. It's a little bit, a little bit of a different one, mate, if you can believe it. Okay. You've watched Tropic Thunder, haven't you? You're familiar? I am familiar. I have not seen it, though. You haven't watched it? No, no, no. Oh, my gosh, Lonnie. How could you not have watched it? It just hasn't come across my radar, Dylan. Oh, my God. You, the year was 2008. You had just seen Robert Danny Jr. on the comeback in Iron Man, and you didn't think to yourself, what's his next project? Well, it was different back then, Dylan. It was hard to find movies, and... Well, you couldn't just stream it or... I guess you could download it. Yeah, you go to the movies. That's the, you literally only have one option. Yeah. And there's fewer selections. It was I easier did, to I get amongst I didn't anything. have a car or anything back then. Dylan, I had to ask parents and didn't have any money. It's difficult. Poor, poor, poor pitiful you, Bonnie. <laughs> That's what I say. Okay, anyway. tell me, tell, talk me through this commentary. Is it, is it Robert Downey? It, it's Robert Downey, and it's also... Jack Black, hello. hello, and also Ben Stiller. It's the trio. Oh, yeah, one of the, one of the best. Absolutely, yeah. Now, what's funny in that, so obviously Robert Downey Jr.'s character in that is that he's an Australian actor just method acting as an African-American, and he doesn't drop his character. So he doesn't drop his character even on the commentary, Lonnie. So he's in, in character the whole time. It's yep. pretty cool. Yep, yep. He's in character because there's actually a joke in the movie where he's like, I don't drop character till the um, DVD commentary. <laughs> Classic stuff. That's good. Yeah, very entertaining. He but, got an Oscar for it. So, But are Ben Stiller and Jack Black themselves? Yeah, yeah. They're just yeah. normally doing it. That's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. But, you know, he got nominated for an Oscar for it. So, mm. you know, any more of that I'll take. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that kind of role in itself is kind of poking fun at Daniel Day-Lewis, I suppose. Yeah, taking, yeah, those sort of guys who take it so seriously. It's funny, I saw it quite recently, I don't know where it was from, but it was talking about method acting. And it's like, it's no, not acting. Well, the idea was that people always do method acting when they're playing a really tough character, someone who's got gone through trauma or, or a really mean person. Yeah. It's like, no one ever method acts to be a nice guy, do they? <laughs> That's true, yeah, yeah. It's always about the process and getting in the method to um, play a bastard. I suppose that's a good thing. You wouldn't want to have to need to method act to be a good person. Yeah, I guess so. You should I, be that all the time. And I guess the idea is that you need to go to a dark place to play a dark character. So Yeah, of course, of yeah. course. Yeah, 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 pretty funny though. Anyway, but no, that's a classic. So funny. Uh, he basically goes back to being Robert Danny Jr. once the credits roll. He's like, hey, guys, what's happening? <laughs> that's good, good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, definitely check that one out. And Lonnie? What's your next one? What do you got for me? Uh, one I want to mention is Love Actually. Oh, where, okay. where are you at with that movie, Dylan? I love that movie, actually. <laughs> but I haven't actually loved the commentary. I haven't seen it yet. No, this is one. I, it's it's a movie from, from many years ago. I haven't watched it in, in a long time. But oh. I think they've got a couple different commentaries. But the one I'm thinking of yeah. is with most of the cast. Yeah, they, when commentaries were big, they usually had like a couple. One yeah. was usually like crew, and then others usually cast and director. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this one has like Hugh Grant. I think he's not taken very seriously. I think he like takes a phone call halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> Good on and you. they they often they're like laughing at all the, the continuity gaffes and things like that. Sure. Um, but I think that one is good because there's a lot of nice and 
witty people having a good time. Um, that, that's, that's what I recall, that one being fun. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Very nice, very nice. Might have to check it out because I do love that movie. Yeah, so. and again, that, that's one movie that is seen very often every Christmas, basically, so maybe that could be a variation if you want to watch it next Christmas. Maybe just watch it with the commentary on. I have to. Mm-hmm. It'll have been a few years because I didn't watch it this Christmas, and I can't watch it throughout the year, so... That's Sine's rule, isn't it? <laughs> Far be it from me to disappoint her. <laughs> What's your next one, boy? Well, another good one, another one I like, is for the TV show South Park, Lonnie. Oh, yeah. South Park. One of my faves, one of my faves. I'm guessing you don't like it. I'm not a huge parkhead, I'm afraid, but... It's not up your alley. I get it, I get it. That's I don't condone their shenanigans. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> No, that's fair enough. Um, but this is more how the commentaries are done rather than the commentaries themselves. Okay. So they started doing DVD commentaries, I think season three. Matt Parker, sorry, mm-hmm. Trey Parker and Matt Stone mm-hmm. started doing them. Um, but they do what's called bite-sized commentaries. So basically they justify it as like they don't have enough interesting stuff to say to fill up every episode. <laughs> okay. Um, so they basically just said they're going to talk about all the interesting stuff that can relate to that specific episode at the start, usually within the first five or ten minutes. And once they run out of stuff to say, they stop and they leave and move on to the next one. That's funny because there are some commentaries where people, it's like a long period of silence. Where it's oh, kind yeah. Of awkward, isn't it? <laughs> I think that's even what they said. Like, we didn't want to do those, so there's just us watching it going, ha-ha, that's a good bit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe comes across as a bit lazy, but, like, you know, if you're doing commentaries for, like, TV especially, you know, doing yeah. every single episode yourselves, it can be too much. So I respect it. I respect it. Um, you got any more, Lonnie? Yeah, I've got a couple more. Um, one that I'm thinking of is back in my youth, Dylan, and not so much these days. I'm really not caught up with it, but I was a massive Doctor Who fan, right? Um, <laughs> who had? I was, a, I was a who had back in the the David Tennant years, basically. The, oh, best, the years. best years. Yes, yes. Um, and a little bit afterwards and a little bit before, but basically David Tennant's my doctor. So Okay, okay. And what I used to do was I'd get the, like for Christmas, I'd get probably get the box set for from Santa. Oh, the work center. <laughs> yeah, good on him. He knows what you like. He knows it. He's on his list. Well, he's doing his job, I suppose. But, you know, yeah, praise yeah. him anyway. Yeah, well, he might, might as well. Um, yeah. As I Santa would give me that. And then I would watch all the series through. And I watch it through again, the commentaries at every episode. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> but it was cool because I was very much interested in the behind the scenes of that show in that era. Mm. One fact I recall in particular was that David Tennant never forgot his lines. Wow. Okay. Like, other actors were always in awe of him because he always knew all his lines. And, like, given he's the main guy in every episode, you know, like, you could forgive him if he maybe mucked up once or twice. Yeah, but... he'd have the most lines out of anyone. Yeah. And not, not the most, not the easiest lines often because of, you know, the dialogue that is thrown around in that yeah, show. Yeah, science fiction mumbo-jumbo. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's pretty cool. Um I can't remember any particular facts that stood out apart from that one, but mm. I do recall that time fondly in my memory of, yeah, just, and also back then I could stay up longer. But these days I can't do that, Dylan, but back then I'd be like up until two or three just watching stuff. Oh holidays my gosh. Time, you know? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Doesn't sound like me, does it, Dylan? No, two or three in the morning. Who's that, man? <laughs> Jeez. During holidays, you know. 
Not on school noise. Anything unacceptable. Yeah, 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 of course. Wouldn't condone that, but yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, did they interchange like who's doing the commentaries, or was the same people doing it the whole time? Do you yeah, remember? normally it was like the the director of the episode, um, mm. or the main actors, and he was in a fair few of them. David Tennant, yeah, or um, the head writer Russell T Davies and yeah. his producers would would get involved. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, also they would also do some in picture commentaries where they were like in a little window in the bottom right hand corner which is kind of cool as well i guess yeah definitely definitely mm. a bit distracting though isn't it it could be yeah yeah oh. hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. That's all right. Lonnie, this next one for me is one of the greatest commentaries of all time. Okay. One of my faves, one that has heaps of effort put into it, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you what it is yet because you'll never guess in a million years what it is. So, Lonnie, I'm going to give you 10 guesses. And if you get it, I'll give you a million bucks. Okay. <laughs> I'll even give you two hints, Lonnie. Okay. It's a kid's movie and it's part of a franchise. Okay. Go. All right. What do you reckon? Well, the one that came to mind, which you might have on your list because it is quite famous, is Arnold Schwarzenegger does a whole bunch he does, he does. Well, it's one of the infamous ones, but that's not it. Yeah, I didn't think it was this one, but he, like, just, like, drives the wave of the movie. He's like, oh, good punch. Oh, I got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think that's especially Total Recall. He right, does that. Right, Yeah. Uh, classic. That's one of the internet's faves. That's right. The one you're speaking of, for some reason, Dylan, in my mind, I'm thinking Spy Kids. Is that, is that true? Oh, that's a good guess, but no. No, it's not. I haven't even seen any commentaries for that. No, I'm just thinking because they're done by Robert Rodriguez, aren't they? Like he's actually a quite an established filmmaker. I could see his commentary being quite fun for Spy Kids. Yeah, um, definitely. And Shark Boy and Lava Girl, that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not sure, Dylan. See, kids movie franchise. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter? No, that's no. three down, Lonnie. Okay. Um, Marvel movies? You have to guess the specific one, but no, <laughs> it's not... Um, kids series franchise Toy Story. The first one. Yeah. No. Is it one of the Toy Stories? No. Okay. Can uh, I just pick our franchise? I don't want to pay you a million bucks. <laughs> what else have we got? The Muppets. The first one, or yeah, what sure, you have M- to pick? M- Mr. Muppet. <laughs> Mr. Muppet. <laughs> Do you know any Muppet movies on it? Yeah, Muppet. The Muppets is the first one. There's like Muppets Take Manhattan or something, isn't it? The first one is the Muppets movie. How dare you? 
I'm not a Muppets it's man. Not Mr. Muppet. <laughs> but no, it's not that. Not the Muppets. Um, what else we got? Franchises. Kids movies. You may have picked a franchise correctly already. You just haven't picked a specific movie. Oh, okay. Harry Potter number two. No. You got three more. Three more. Toy Story 2. No. Toy Story 3. No. Toy Story 4. No. And that's it. You're done. What is it? It was a Muppets movie, Lonnie. Oh. It was Muppets from Space. Oh, damn it. That gives me a bit of money, surely. Half a mil. I'll give you tenner. Okay. <laughs> you buy the next raspberry when we go out. Okay, yeah. No, I can do that. I can do that. Right. So this one is the director, Tim Hill, mm-hmm. uh, and the puppeteers that play Gonzo and Rizzo the Rat, but they're actually in character as well. Okay, cool. But the cool thing is it's actually like animated at the bottom of the screen in like a little oh, silhouette. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they're in the movie theater looking yeah. up at the at the movie. That's, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's like pure rot. There's like no actual behind-the-scenes facts. They're just spouting nonsense the whole time. Um, there's a funny gag. Kermit's there at the start, uh, but he goes to leave to get popcorn. Yeah. And he doesn't come back till the credits because he accidentally wandered into the Phantom Menace and t- started talking about that instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, no, great stuff. Just so much effort put into it. Little animation at the bottom just... Mwah. Chef's kiss, mate. Chef's kiss. That's good. That actually reminds me of what I've just put in my head, Dylan. Thank you so much for this. Okay. Uh, Ricky Gervais. He's a bit of a controversial figure these days, but you know, I'm a fan of his early stuff. And I particularly remember watching, listening to his commentary of his like live comedy tour. I think it was his oh. first one, Animals, maybe, or... I didn't know he did commentaries for his body comedy shows. That's well, interesting. That's, that's the funny thing is that it's not a commentary. I think for a bit they talk about it, but then he just starts making fun of who the guy he's with. I think his Robin Ince is like his <laughs> comedian. Like he was like, I think his, his friend was doing the like the opening act sort of thing. Yeah. And I think like Ricky wrote a diary for Robin. And he just starts <laughs> reading it out. And <laughs> just, yeah, just nonsense basically. Classic, classic stuff. Classic Ricky, isn't it? Mm. He was he was good back in the day, wasn't he? Yeah, he just let social media rot his brain. It seems <laughs> he has. He has. Yeah. He acts like he's above it, but he's in the thick of it, mate. Yeah, every day. Yeah, he doesn't understand. He yeah. doesn't get it. He can't change the world through Twitter. He has yeah. to understand. Is that perspective that you lose when you become super famous? I suppose. Yeah. Yep. Fair point. Fair point. But I got one more one mm-hmm. for you, Lonnie. This is the big one. Okay. It's the main one that basically inspired this whole episode. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard about the Armageddon commentary track? I was hoping you'd mention this one. <laughs> I've heard about it and I've seen a little bit of it, but I haven't I've never seen the movie, so all I've got is the oh. context of this is a funny commentary that Ben Affleck sort of goes off on, doesn't he? <laughs> it, yeah, it's basically that's the most famous part is just Ben Affleck shitting all over the movie the yep. whole time. Yep. Um, how have you never seen Armageddon? Sorry, I can't get past that. Excuse you. Again, Dylan, I was poor. I didn't have a car. <laughs> <I can't> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't expect you to go go drive to it in 1998, Lonnie. <laughs> it just never came across my desk, Dylan. That's all. <sighs> Unacceptable. I know. Unacceptable. By my parents, basically, I suppose, is what you got to Got to do that. That's true. That's true, actually. Yeah, I guess it mm. is their fault mm-hmm. not introducing you. Um, you need to watch it. 
and then you need to watch it with the commentary because okay. it is incredible. Yes, there's Ben Affleck and he stands out, but mate, Michael Bay's in it too, and he's the unsung hero of this commentary track. So it's basically it's Michael Bay who directed, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Jerry Bruckheimer who produced and you know one of the famous Hollywood producers. He doesn't touch in it much though. Uh, you got also Bruce Willis who phones it in most of the time. In the commentary or in life? Yes. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, yeah, but the main people talking about the whole time are Ben Affleck and my, um, Michael Bay. So it's a commentary where none of them, they didn't record together. They right. recorded separately and it kind of just picks the best bits to talk about the scenes throughout. Yeah. Now, it's a shit show, first of all. <laughs> Let me say that. Um, so Ben Affleck, as he said, he just shits over the whole time. He's got a couple of good things to say at the end. He's like, oh, I had a few good life experiences, got to visit NASA, all that kind of thing. But mm. for the most part, he just criticizes how stupid the movie is. Um, but, yeah, Michael Bay, it's baffling. At first, as soon as he comes in, it's nonsense comes out of his mouth. I thought he was joking and being sarcastic, but he, he's does not have any self-awareness about this movie because it's it's a dumb movie. Everyone knows that. Mm. You know, it's sending oil drillers up to space to nuke an asteroid. Like, come on. But it's like, a Michael Bay film, but like, that's the point, right? It's supposed to be fun and silly. That's true. That's yeah. true. And they're recording the commentary for the Criterion Collection as well. <laughs> nice. So I'm getting made it in there. Cool. I don't know why, but it's there, so... But he's like, hi, it's Michael Bay uh, recording this commentary for the Criterion Collection. Why is it going in there? Because I worked my ass off on it for six months. <laughs> because effort equals status. Like, yeah. That's right. That's right. And um, he also equates making a movie to going to war. Yep. Accurate. <laughs> and now there's also a shot at the start of the movie, Lonnie, because you haven't seen it, I'll describe it, mm. as a meteor wiping out the dinosaurs just to show the impact of what asteroids can have on the Earth. Mm. Uh, he's like, oh, so yeah, this is a completely CGI effect. Yeah, no shit, <laughs> Michael Bay. Um, at the start, he also talks about his interactions with a young writer um, who wanted to rewrite Armageddon. Mm. And so he does, and he reads it, and he said to him that he thought his rewrite was pure shit. Now, it's speculated that this may have been a young J.J. Abrams because he was partially credited with the screenplay. So, that's interesting as well. Um, He talks about how he went to the original Mission Control at NASA and he hated it, said it was the most unsexy place that he could imagine. Okay, like, yeah. (laughs) It's not supposed to be sexy. He just said that's not what he imagined uh, when they were, you know, putting a man on the moon. He's like, how did they do this in this unsexy place, he says. And so he sexied it up for the movie, Lonnie. He sure did. I'm glad he did that because otherwise I'd be (laughs) looking at the screen like, where's the sex? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's also a part where there's a dog that just like uh, attacks these like Godzilla dolls that someone's selling on the street. Mm -hmm. And he talked about how they shipped in this dog and apparently it was purely trained to attack Godzilla dolls <laughs> and it cost 20k to bring that dog in. Oh, jeez. That cannot be true. Just that like, cannot be true. It's just like war, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard, Lonnie. It's so hard. Six months of his life, busting his ass. Oh, God. Mm. 
But he did also say as a filmmaker, the rule is you should never kill a dog or kids. Mm. And I half agree with him on that. So what about yourself? You should never kill animal on screen. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. We both agree. <laughs> um, now, at one point, he also says that he's a director that hates special effects. Oh. Directed five Transformer movies, didn't you, Michael Bay? Oh, yeah. Hates himself, does he? <laughs> Seemingly, yeah. And now, another bit. They go up to space at one point, and he just goes on about this tangent about how they needed real-looking spacesuits or the whole movie was fucked. It just wouldn't work. <laughs> what? Yeah. What the hell? And he goes off at this woman. He does a story about how he goes off at this woman who bought garden gloves to do up to look like spacesuit gloves. Mm. And she's in the middle of doing them up. And he's like, what the hell are those? And she's like, oh, doing up the space gloves. And he's like, no, they look like garden gloves. You fucked this movie. Jeez. Insane. And he's telling that story himself. Like, yes. Uh, as a fun little anecdote. <laughs> yes, that's right. For the Criterion Collection, Lonnie. Yeah, what a madman. Jeez. Madness. Madness. Uh, but yes, the Ben Affleck part is amazing, obviously. Um, what snippets have you heard of it, mate? Do you well, remember? I've, I've heard that, first of all, that Michael Bay said that he that Ben Affleck had little baby teeth. <laughs> <laughs> he had to get them replaced or something or fixed up. Yeah, 20k worth of dental work, apparently, Jeez. as much as shipping a Godzilla toy-destroying dog in. Jesus. Yep. Again, just like war when they need perfect oh, teeth. So hard. Yeah. So hard. Um, then I think... Ben Affleck was the guy who said, wouldn't it be easier to train astronauts to be drillers other than train drillers to be astronauts? And they were like, just shut the fuck up, Ben. Yeah, Michael's like, shut the fuck up, Ben. <laughs> and that's Ben, I guess, using his writing knowledge and yeah, not being an idiot knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he also points out, like, there was, <laughs> there was this shot of, like, in the background, there's, like, a helicopter taking off. And he's like, why is that there? That just is time and effort that serves no point. There's no reason for it. It's mm. a pain in the ass to film. And you probably wouldn't have even remembered it was there unless I pointed it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm guessing like he's like, I've got my paycheck and yeah, you can't take that away from me. I'm just going to let loose. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Um, and at one point, this is unintentional comedy timing, I feel. Mm. So at one point, he's making fun of this scene where there's a lot of stunt actors like running away from explosions and that. He's like, ah, bah, look at them all. Ah. And then the Bruce Willis part drops in. He's like, yeah, my stunt guy nearly died during this scene. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> I know. I know, but darkly comical. Mm. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, I could go on all day about it, but honestly... And this is my get amongst it as well. If anyone hasn't watched Armageddon with the commentary track, please, please get amongst it because it is classic. It's more entertaining than the movie itself. And the movie's pretty good too. Okay, so you can maybe I should do that, Dylan. I can, I can do that. You better. You For better. You. You'll love it. You'll love it, Monty. Okay. If you can get a hold of a DVD of Armageddon, you're sorted. Okay. Yeah. But sadly, yeah, commentary track, bit of a lost art these days with streaming being the new normal. Mm. What I see more these days is not filmmakers themselves doing commentaries, but people like you and I, just people on the internet making their own commentaries like uh, Mr. Sunday Movies and Meso do them as part of the Weekly Planet. Yeah, and Kevin Smith does them as well mm. on the odd occasion. So, yeah, it's simply like 
more so content creators commenting on movies. And there's also things like you got watch alongs as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. We can kind of line those up with the movies too. I wouldn't be opposed to doing that ourselves sometime, Dylan, if we found the right movie. Oh, okay. Hello. Yeah. Could be a bit of fun. Could be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? We'll see no, let's do it. No, okay. you've, no, you've booked us in now. Okay. We're doing it. Well, let's let's think about a movie we could do. We'll find something. Something. Right. I, I think we should do something out of the ordinary, though. Oh, yeah, not something everyone's done, definitely. Yeah, everyone's done Dark Knight. We should do something else. Oh, yeah, no, nah, not doing Dark Knight. Yeah. i got some ideas, though. Hello. Okay, okay. Some stuff's coming to one. Anyway, keep tuned, everyone. But yeah, that's all I want to talk about, Lonnie. Now, please tell me we're on the socials. You have to tell me, please. We are. We're on socials. Oh, Twitter, Facebook, Insta, YouTube. We've got some highlights on YouTube. Um, it'd be great if you get in touch because Dylan loves hearing from you and Dylan also loves if you suggest a topic. That'd be great, Dylan. Yeah, do it. <laughs> he's, he's so into it, isn't he? I'm excited. That's it. Dylan... Do we thank someone for our theme song? <sighs> yeah, Mark the Man. Mark yeah, the yeah. Man. Yeah. Good work, Mark. Good on you, buddy. Always. Anything else you want to say, Dylan? I miss you, man. I miss you, man. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.